All right, on this episode of Bouts Talking Bouts, very excited to be talking to an individual who is in quite the historic, unique fight here, champ versus champ. It goes down November 5th. It is the last dance. I'm talking Kun Kamai, traditional Cambodian ropes, and Prom Sam Nong getting out there, the current champion, and going to be taking on Dave LaDuke, and very excited to have Dave back on the show. How are you doing there, man? You having a solid day? Hey Dylan, thanks for having me. Well, it's actually night here in, in Turkey. Uh, had a crazy training today, and uh, yeah, I, I, uh, training camp is full on, and I'm I'm really ready. I think it's you know, five or six weeks weeks week to go, and uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a warmer man. Yeah, it seems like a big one. I saw you got invited officially by the Prime Minister of Cambodia, so it seems like a big one. Yeah, so I thought initially he just wanted me to uh, you know just shake hands and welcome me to the country but then uh, I was told that he's gonna I think he wants to do a bit like uh, Dana White he, he, he wants to have both of us on that day so we're both going on November 2nd uh, a couple days before the fight we're gonna go into his office at the uh, I think near the Royal Palace and uh, we're gonna I guess do some kind of face off and uh, it's never been done in the history of, uh, of the Kun Kemar, which is very uh, I think there's 16 million people there 16 and they're all you know obviously they love their their, their sport and uh, usually you know he you know the, the leader the, the president meets with like the champions but has never uh, invited uh, you know a challenger an opponent a foreigner so this is very uh, flattering I, I guess I messaged him and I said you know I, I said uh on Facebook very publicly, right? And uh, I said, do you like martial arts? Do you want to come see the fight? You know, do you want to... And he's like, he replied to me uh, on Facebook as well. And he said, well, actually, uh, you know, you, I'd love to and uh, looking forward to have you in the country. And, uh, and then he, we, we uh, the, his protocol uh, assistant reached out and we scheduled this this meeting. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a hell of a meeting. So very, very excited about this. Yeah, and I'm very... You know, interesting rules for sure. I mean, one round, nine minutes, KO to win. Like, what are some other facets of this sport that maybe like some people who are like neophytes to it, like maybe people more follow you for like the Lethway and everything like that. Like, what are some other, I guess, facets of this contest that they can expect when they check it out? Absolutely. So basically, just to, just to, to uh, tell the, the backstory a little bit, I fight literally, which is uh, nine limbs, headbutts allowed, no gloves takedowns allowed right it's kill to win and uh basically uh, initially we were, we were supposed to fight it in uh slovakia but his visa got denied uh and he was not able to come into the schengen area in in, in europe so uh that kind of it was a bummer and uh but you know the, the, the excitement for the fight was still very very uh high and uh, i gained like i guess Two three hundred thousand new followers from Cambodia. I actually think I'm one of the most famous fighters there, and I've never been. It's just uh, it's insane the amount of love I get right now in Cambodia. And then uh, in since I w the fight was not possible under Latvian rules because you did not want any headbutts. Uh, at the end, I, so I said, okay, so what do we do? We have to find a common ground. So Kun Kemai, the way you said it was, you know, perfectly said. People usually don't don't say well. Uh, Unlike Litway, Myanmar Litway uh, doesn't have any headbutts, and the uh, the you know they fight with all eight limbs, similar to Muay Thai. We'd love uh, actually. There's a big feud, and I think that's the reason why we get along so well because I'm I'm banned from Thailand you know, for life. If I go there, I'm going to go to prison or I'm going to get 
poison or the, I don't know. Uh, and Cambodia also has a feud with uh, with Thailand because um, you know the the the, 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 um, the sport of Muay Thai is said to be uh, you know, it's taken from. Kun Khmer from Cambodia, and when you look at Kun Khmer, it is the same thing as Muay Thai. They, they they wear the headband. They wear you know they have the same gloves. It's uh, you know five rounds. It's the same the same techniques. Um, so initially, uh, there's a big feud right now, and and the reason why they're they're the Thailand and Cambodia don't get along right now is because they I don't know if it's it's I find it very interesting. I don't know if it's boring, but basically they had the SE game, which is very famous in Asia. The SEE game is like the Olympics for Asians, and they um, for the first time it was hosted in Cambodia. And usually every year uh, it's 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 called Muay Thai, right? This discipline is called Muay Thai. But that year, last year, they called it Kun Khmer, and because of that, Thailand boycotted the SE games in Cambodia. They didn't send one athletes to that country to the, to the to the games and they said we don't go there uh, because you are not calling it Muay Thai so now it's like you know that was the first ever in the history of, of Southeast Asia and it's just very sour very very uh, crazy what's happening between the two countries right now uh, and all this to say that it is like again the roots, if you look at the Cameron Power Empire, it's very, uh, you know, it, it is honestly coming from, from Cambodia. Uh, but anyway, the rules, we found common ground. No headbutts. And I said, I want at least a couple aspects of Latoy. And I, want to fight, I don't want to fight with gloves. Like, you don't want headbutts, I don't want gloves. So he's like, well, how about we do it like traditional ropes? I'm like, you know what, that's fucking badass. That's a nice standoff, a nice last dance with ropes. I've never done it. So, uh, you know, I would have done gloves, I would have done no gloves, and I would have done ropes. That's bucket list shit. Then I said, what, what about KO to win? I don't want you can go on your enemy territory, and then I, I fuck you up for five rounds or three rounds, and then and then uh, I lose on points because, I, you know, you're the home dog. So it's like, let's do KO to win. So that's the aspect of Litway, right? So, and then, uh, so that means, like, you know, I have to kill him on, on his turf to, to win. And, uh, he, you know, if otherwise it doesn't affect either of our records, it's draw. Um, so it's going to be, and, the, and then I'm like, guys, let's make it exciting. He's like, well, actually, I don't know if you viewers understand that, but there's a thing called MAS, M A S, where we had a big fight. With, uh, uh, Honmen Choi fought Elon. Uh, it's like from China. It's a rule set that actually uh, has one round of nine minutes. So, in a way, it will be uh, with mass rules, which uh, has one round of nine minutes. And I thought that was very exciting, very different, very unique. Um, so, yeah, it is basically, and uh, Dylan, for, uh, forgive me for the long answer, but weirdly enough, you're Canadian, I'm Canadian, and, and over the years of my career, I I have you know dedicated my life to to Myanmar because they, they made me feel welcome like never like I've never felt welcome anywhere in the world I feel I feel more at home there than I feel in Canada uh, and uh, basically I will represent uh, it's it's being billed as Myanmar versus Cambodia so you know this little guy from Gadno small town in Canada is basically uh, fighting under the Myanmar flag against me against Cambodia because I have all the country behind me and it's basically like this ancient uh, you know friendship fight between the two countries like this which is fucking crazy when you start to think about it no I appreciate the depth of detail for sure I mean that's 
really what I'm looking for, for sure. I mean, it's just such a very intriguing situation because like you were kind of talking about there, like it seems like the unity with Myanmar and Cambodia is definitely there. And it's cool like what you're doing. Like, I mean, this isn't necessarily like a left-way fight specifically, but cool that you're really still like looking to, I guess, push that more even in like a promoter capacity once you're kind of like, you know, wrapped up with the fighting and stuff like that. And just cool you're doing that, especially because it's such a hard situation in Myanmar, as you know, with everything that's happening and, you know, previous opponents of yours, you know, unfortunately passing away from how awful the situation is out there. But just to say it's cool that you're, yeah. Crazy. And, and to, to add on this, there's uh, another depth to, uh, and, and I can tell you, you really did, you, you really know your your uh, your uh, info. Yeah, so Tutu, one of my former opponents, died at uh, Tuntumin. Was a uh, basically I had a trilogy with Tuntumin. Is uh, actually fought from Samnan at the SE Games. So he was actually at the national uh, in the national team for Myanmar. They went to Cambodia. That was a couple months ago, and uh, he, they both from Samnan ended up going to the finals. And against who? Tuntumin, my 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 nemesis, ended up going to the finals. So they fought. It was a pretty big. Uh, Everybody was watching this, and uh, Prom and I won on point at the end. So uh, Prom got the gold medal, and Tutumin from Myanmar got the the silver. So now it's like it was, I got some little shade thrown at me from Cambodian fans. They're like, "Look at that, Prom and I won against you know your former foe." So you know, how about you know you come uh, you come show what you got? So uh, I'm like, guys, this is I'm an, I'm in a different league now. Like you know, we fought, but I, I evolved. You know, uh, since and uh, this is not going to be the same. Like so. Anyway, all this to say that there's a lot of aspects to this. So um, it's like you know, the, the, he's he's on a 50 or 40. I don't know how many uh, fights in a row, uh, winning streak. It's it's pretty impressive. Um, I think yeah, like 50 or something. And and uh, so he's like the king of of the of Kung Kemar in Cambodia. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna dethrone him. Yeah, I mean, such a decorated opponent. I mean, just even seeing some aspects of the resume, like, I mean, 150-some-odd fights. Like you said, massive win streak for sure. I mean, this strikes me as a person you were already, like, fairly aware of even before this bout lined up. Is this someone you've kind of had in your proverbial crosshairs for a while now, I guess? Yeah, so true. I was actually looking at him a lot because uh, I I, uh, I was analyzing one of my former opponents, uh, Dizelec, who was uh, Dizelec fought you know the likes of uh, um, you know uh, Sami Sana and Bonefsi, or he fought was Yusef Bugaman and he, he knocked out Bugaman at uh, at uh, Rajamandan. So I was when I was studying for Dizelec, uh, I came across Pram uh, Samdang who actually fought Dizelec. Uh, in Cambodia, and uh, he won on on decision, and that wasn't very impressive. Uh, three or five rounds decision, so uh, I, I ended up knocking him out in the, you know in the first round. So, so uh, for me, I get that doesn't doesn't tell you anything, but it just uh, for me it adds to the uh, to to my to my confidence level the fact that like I uh, you know I I know what I'm doing. So so anyway, yeah yeah, I was thinking about him a lot because I thought it was it was very uh, interesting. So, uh, in, you know, I wanted him, him to come to to fight Litway, which is because I, I always say Litway is the ultimate striking test 
uh, it is the way where you know you, you gloves off everything off because you know those ropes are, are quite massive they're quite uh, they're, they're, they don't cut as much as when you you have only a, a thin layer of gauze and like in Litway uh, so for me Litway is where you really express yourself freely with you know everything goes in the clinch everything goes and then you don't you don't care about points and it's just you only focus on damage so of course i wanted to fight on the other two rules we found a common ground uh in this uh you know mass rule which is uh you know, able to win and everything so it makes sense but yeah it's uh, it's something uh, i i i definitely take this fight very uh seriously because like my i had a talk with my coach yesterday sifu pat and uh, he's like after what's happening right now with my former uh, training partners like israel uh you know had a had a, an upset recently he's like don't get he's like use that as a wake-up call don't get too comfortable don't get too friendly don't get too uh you know that's when that's when shit happens and uh i'm like yeah it's true because it's, it's easy to get on the roll even you know and then you forget how you know there's a lot of uh it, it's you know yeah always like day one scared of uh, scared of getting knocked out scared to lose Oh, basically fear, use it as a fuel, and it's dangerous when you don't, you're not afraid anymore, if you're overly confident, so you don't want to be overly confident, and uh, I know I have the tools to beat him, I know I have uh, I have uh, great stuff that that can really put him uh, on his ass, and, and I, I'm really confident about this, uh, but I should still go out there with, like, with massive fear, like I always go. Yeah, for sure, and I don't know if you were necessarily phrasing it in this kind of way, but is that almost, like, the sentiment with, like, Lethway to this certain scale? I guess, like, my thought is, like, maybe you would have, like, one more, like, Lethway kind of, like, send-off fight, especially with some of the more recent discourse of, like, Mike Perry kind of indicating some interest in that. Can you, I guess, expound upon that a bit, maybe? Yeah, so recently I've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of people, you know, trying to do uh, crossovers and stuff like that. You know, uh, Feldman messaged me as well, uh, seeing if there's a way to get it happen. And uh, unfortunately, they, they really wanted just the KFC rules. And for me, um, I I made a promise to Myanmar. I made a promise to them that I'm I'm promoting Letway, and uh, it has to be um, it has to be in the same courts. And uh, you know, so. Unfortunately, I was not able to do, it. and also I'm kind of uh, uh, in a part of my, in a way of my life right now that like I want to, like I made some good money in my in my career, and now I feel like uh, I, I want to, you know, I want to exponentially grow it, and you don't do that with fighting itself, you know. Even even my colleague, you know, Connor, same thing, open you know, alcohol. You you have to do business at one point, and for me right now, I feel like it's a big flex to be able to to be comfortable. At 31 years old, and I could be, you know what? I retire on top, undefeated. You know, I have, you know, a good friend of mine, Bastard, and I, uh, you know, he's a really good friend, and it's like my, it's like my, uh, like you know, a big brother, and he's like, you know, I really respect that he he retired on on a winning streak. He retired on top. Uh, I really always find it's a shame when the guys are, you know, like many many losses they end a beautiful career on many losses it kind of kind of puts uh, tarnishes it a little bit not that i'm afraid to lose at all i love to fight i'm actually going to miss it i'm struggling with it mentally right now it's like what is dave after fighting right there's two daves there's the you know the dave the fighter so is he dying is he there no he's still going to be there still going to you know spar still going to wrestle still going to uh, you know maybe do some bjj competitions i'm going to find a way to get that that energy uh, but 
for me, I'm in a part of my life that you know I have a son now. We want to have more kids. I want to open my gym, uh, and I want to, I, I want to, you know, create uh, generational wealth for my for my for my lineage. And uh, the thing is, it is needed. If for aspiring fighters listening to this as well, I had to grow through this. You know, I had to go through the $200 fights in Thailand, and uh, you know, and then growing and then and then making my name, and then going to Myanmar, which was really my step up and then I made big money in there so then fought to fought in Japan fought in Tokyo fought in America the thing is you have to go through these things to build your name because the, the reason why I'm even interesting is because I fought so you know fighting is number one then once you are able to to grow out of it well I feel like I'm I'm, I'm ready to the next step I'm ready to I'm, I'm trying to build a gym in, in Latin America uh, I always loved uh, Costa Rica, so I'm trying to, you know, I'll do these things. So to answer your question is, I actually forgot the question, but I'm, I'm uh, I feel, yeah, I feel like there's a, in a way, yeah, I remember. I, I feel like the, the whole, the last couple of years, uh, the, what happened with the world has really pissed me off uh, when it comes to the government restrictions and the fact that it was, uh, uh, it, yeah, but mostly that. And there's a big shift happening right now in the world. It's a bigger fight happening in the world. So I kind of, I kind of feel like uh, a bit useless, like as a gladiator, just entertaining the crowd, like uh, you know, like uh, back in the days. Well, yeah, bread and games. You give the bread and games, but right now in the in the back, there's uh, there's this big massive shift, financial, economical, politics, war. They're all playing with us, but. Yeah, let's let's just go fight. You know, like I feel like it's it's uh, it's it's kind of like, I'm not I'm not putting down my fight because I think it's fucking exciting. I feel like it's just, there's a bigger fight happening in the world, and I need to get ready for for whatever shift is going to happen from this, whatever is protecting our assets, whatever is protecting all this. And I I've been pissed off for the last two three years. They're starting again like, at the end of the year. This you know I'm uh, and, and and yeah, I feel like it, it really. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of stopped me on my, on my. Uh, I wanted to defend even more. I did, I think nine, nine title defenses successfully. Um, I was hoping to do more, but then after the Cyrus Washington fight in uh, Wyoming, then COVID hit and the whole thing happened. So it was basically uh, two years in my prime, kind of, uh, uh, you know, left on the sideline, waiting for this to come back and then the wlc stopped as well which was massive in myanmar now they're, they're shut down so it's like ah, fuck this game fuck this i'm gonna i'm gonna promote i'm gonna become my own promoter i'm gonna promote my own fights and uh, not my own fights but i'm gonna i'm gonna promote let myself uh and uh i'll, I'll do it myself because uh anyway so the, those, those fights are the other fights are just, yeah it could have been nice you know Perry could have been nice he called me out I accepted um, didn't come through there, you know how many guys I could have fought like I could have fought a hundred more but when is enough you know Dylan like I, I have uh, my goal was to become champion I did it I continued I got you know and then I got you know five more titles okay now I have six world titles like do I need ten to be fulfilled you know do I need twenty when is enough and I think that's one big problem in the fighting is that people don't know when to stop um, and I think is they don't know they don't know how to stop because they don't they're not good financially they don't they don't manage their thing well and they end up fighting at 50 60 years old okay sure uh, you might like it but does it mean that it's a good idea anyway I feel like uh, there's, there's a I don't know. I feel like it's just it's just people don't know when to stop, and uh, 
they end up uh, like because it, it, it initially it's a it's a trauma in the head. Most all fighters have trauma, whether it's childhood trauma, whether like I love what Sean Strickland said, which I was very impressed by the way, because he is uh, you know I don't it doesn't strike me like the smartest guy, and I would tell him in, the, in his face he doesn't any I think he knows, but somehow he did some trauma work and he knows that his will to fight is is fueled by his childhood trauma which is very impressive most people don't do retro, uh, retrospection retrospection and uh that's the thing so if at 60 fucking years old 55 50 you still have that urge to fight well i feel like you you wait you, you didn't you didn't do a lot of emotional trauma work and you don't really know your roots because when you know and i know it's mine got kicked out of the house got kicked out of my family house at 18 so i know my once i realized that okay i'm fighting because i want to prove my dad that i'm strong i want to you know once you realize that it kind of extinguishes a little bit the well okay well do you still want to do it a hundred times do you still because you're doing it for uh you know you, you know the reason now so it's kind of like okay well don't need to do it many more times then it's just uh you're doing this because you're you're a hurt child you're you know you're a hurt boy but once you once you realize anyway i could go on and on like this but like for me it's a it's been a beautiful journey uh, i learned a lot about myself and uh, now I, i'm i'm ready to to show the next generation my my son well i mean i think that really oh sorry go ahead i was gonna say that's a loaded comment there's a lot to unpack there <laughs> I just really appreciate that level of insight and that really, you know, is what it is. I mean, fighters, I feel like ultimately try to strive for like the things that you already have. Like you said, like you're good financially, great winning streak, the accolades are there and everything, but just very interesting, like the commentary about how there's like a, you know, cathartic kind of like, you know, subvert the trauma kind of component to everything. And I mean, it's one of those things too, where like, you don't necessarily have to be out there actually competing in Lethway, like it's obviously you're doing in a promoter capacity to kind of grow the sport so there's different ways to achieve these different ends and still be involved in martial arts as we're kind of talking about and as you said yeah absolutely and and also you know um it's yeah i mean you you said it well i can be i can be involved as a promoter which i i've done two beautiful events and uh we had a, a big one last last uh couple months in slovakia was it was really nice mfc apocalypse and actually i'm gonna with the team that promotes uh, mfc we're gonna basically co-promote the event in, in uh, cambodia so we're, all the team is going to be uh involved in promoting it and uh, actually the commentator commentator team um uh, Chris and Andrew Whitelaw, who's worked with the UFC and won championship and Fox uh, Fox Sports, will be actually, uh, because of our request, will have a separate English broadcast live. Uh, so that's going to be nice. So they, they were supposed to only have uh, Kemmer, uh, Cambodian language, but now they're going to make a separate uh, broadcast because of, uh, of the... Uh, the, the, the size uh, of the, the this fight and how many people from you know around the world that want to watch it so yeah I'm gonna basically uh, the MFC team for my promotion will will be involved in promoting it and uh, that's that's really why uh, yeah I feel like in a way the bridge the transition is gonna is easier because of that because I ultimately I just I just love this sport and I want to uh, I want to grow it so um by by continuing to host fights you know we're trying to get one in cambodia sorry in uh, colombia afterwards um so yeah i'm uh, i have this 
I have this. Uh, I feel good. I feel good about it. Yeah, and as a couple Canadians talking, it'd be cool to see a little left way in Canada eventually, maybe in Alberta or something. You think so? I, I'm not aware of anything other than uh, Quebec, and I know they're very restrictive. So uh, Alberta, they're a bit more permissive. Well, they have like a bit of a precedent set for doing bare knuckle like they did bare knuckle in, I believe it was either Medicine Hat or Lethbridge. And there's an upcoming event in February in Red Deer where they're looking to do bare knuckle. So some level of precedence with gloveless combat set there. Okay, that's cool. I um, I vowed to, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get political, but I, I actually <laughs> vowed to never go back to Canada. So I don't know if I'll be able to go because I, I uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I vowed to never go back because I, I hate the leadership right now and it's pissing me off. So, um, yeah, but like if they're if they're permissive and all, you know, that's amazing to hear. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, I feel like I'm just being greedy trying to get it over here, but just great to see the international growth of the sport all the same. Yeah, I know, exactly. For me, I, I, and I want to make something clear for everybody. Like, I see comments sometimes like, you know, it will never be a mainstream. It will never, well, to be honest, for right now, I'm just stoked with the, with the, uh, you know, the, 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 the explosion of, of uh, fans for Let's Way, like on YouTube, everybody, like just, it's, it's just amazing. And, and people are, are trying, you know, messaging me like, when did your gym open? And when, how can I train Let's Way if there's no Let's Way gym in my area? You know, I'm like, well, right now you don't have a choice. Either you join like a kickboxing school or a Muay Thai school, uh, but you know, keep the Let's Way mentality while you train. And, you know, you, you know, use the head pressure. Uh, think about some takedowns. You know, train your train your neck uh, for you know uh, knockout resistance and, and the clinch. And you know, you can do some 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 small uh, controlled headbutts on the pads and on the bags. Because uh, at the end of the day, Let's Way is, is a mentality, right? It's uh, the way. It's almost like I see like Jeet Kudo, and I, I come from a Jeet Kudo background uh, in Canada and. I, it's like there, there, there's not one style of Let's Way fighter. You look at Muay Thai, there's you know there's pretty much there's there's a similar mold for everybody. You know, some guys favor different strikes, you know, knees, elbows, and stuff like that. But overall, there's their rhythm. First of all, that follow they have the same rhythm. And then Let's Way, it's more like you know, like I'm I'm, I'm a Sanda guy at the, at the base, and I, I I came in with a you know wide stance, which I was completely. Uh, hated when I was in Thailand because of that. They tried to mold me back to the, you know, the the, the mold. And I, I said no, I ca I don't check kicks. I catch them and I counter right away. And I do sweeps and I do this and that. And there's different kinds of guy that go into let's way. In a way, kind of Jeet Kune Do, like Bruce Lee said, you know, don't you know, don't forget your roots. Who you know, use whatever works at your advantage. You know, when he came from China and he went to. Uh, to America, he's like shit. I can't use my my, my double uh, double blast against these big black uh, bouncers, right? Like I have to go in with circle hooks. I have to use different stuff. So he adapted, and that's what I came in when I did Litway. I, I like shit. If I, I realized that everybody that was from Muay Thai base was going into Litway, and, and they were crossing all, over to Myanmar, and they were getting stopped in the clinch with headbutts and the pain threshold and uh, the, the lack of gloves, because uh, there's nothing comparable with uh, the lack of you know the, the lack of glove and uh, I don't know if you know what what it is with like a Thai fight they use ropes as well, yeah. uh, which comes from Cambodia, but basically <laughs> they use ropes. So so it, they don't know. When, when the Thai fighters come to Myanmar, they're like, oh, shit, this is different. And they're so cocky, and I know that for a fact, They because I saw a Thai fighter training for a Litwick fight, and I said, you don't train headbutts? Nah, 
I don't care. He, did, he didn't want to learn about it. He didn't want to care about it. And then he got fucking dropped with a headbutt. I'm like, fuck, man. So so, so they uh, all this say uh, it's a mentality and you don't have to fit in a mold. Uh, you can you know, you can use whatever you use at your advantage. I'm tall and slim. Uh, some guys are short and stocky. Uh, you know, use whatever, whatever works for you. Oh, and I was thinking, uh, yeah, and one thing I want to make clear is that it doesn't matter if uh, Lithuania is legal everywhere. The goal was never that, and it will never be. And I, I've been clear about that. I, you know, right now it's legal in around nine countries, I believe, like Poland, Slovakia, um, you know, Taiwan, Thailand, Myanmar, um, and Russia. Like, let's you know, me a U.S. It's legal in Wyoming uh, uh, for now. So, like, you know, off the top of my head, like around nine countries where where there's been actually Lithuania, New Zealand, and for me. This is a win already, and I don't like. I'm not. I'm not expecting Lethway to be legalized in France, where they just legalized MMA. Forget about that. You know, they still fight Muay Thai. Like Sanchai still fights Muay Thai with el- elbow pads in, in France. Like I don't want to fucking fight Lethway with you know with the helmet and uh, elbow pads. So so my point is, and you know they they they, they loosen they watered down the the rules in order to get into you know the. The, the, the Olympics like I don't give a fuck if Lithuania becomes an Olympic recognized that's the beauty of the sport it's the last remaining sport in the world where you can use headbutts and uh, you know that's why I got along so well with Mark Coleman when he reached out to me and like and, and uh, he's like this is fucking cool and, and if yes you remove the headbutts well you become another another sport that just you know it, that's the beauty that's the beauty of Lithuania so um, I wanted to say that it, it will uh, it will always be only legal in Small, like niche badass countries that are that don't give a fuck like Poland was super welcoming uh, Slovakia extremely welcoming Russia and uh, and, and like uh, obviously Myanmar but right now it's harder to get in for most people so um, wh- what I want to say is that I, I, I'm, I'm super actually proud and happy that it's only available in some countries you can train it everywhere you can train it there could be led to a gym around the world that's what I'm, I'm going to work on but fight it, you have to go. You have to. You have to go where uh, you know they have big balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a, like a sophisticated way to ask this question, I guess. But you just talk about like how much of like a unique variable the headbutts are for certain people that just aren't accustomed to that. Like just in all of your left way fights, is there like a particular headbutt that maybe stands out as like the most, I guess, optimally timed, like? pristinely landed however you want to say that and can you also maybe i guess try to explain the physical sensation of it because like you said i feel like it's a very unique thing in a lot of regards that's very that's a very good question and just before i, I answer that i i want to say that let's wait when when you look at it from a you know right off the bat that's what stands out but i want to make sure i want to i want to emphasize that actually that for me the most uh the, the, the biggest change in let's wait compared to other sports is the KO to win. So let's say you would have like the KO to win in, in UFC right now. Well, you would have a different fight. It would change the mentality because the guys wouldn't go, for example, the takedown at a certain round. It would, they wouldn't do this and that at a certain time. They would only it would only be emphasis on uh, damage and and it wouldn't be uh, you wouldn't have you know controversial split decision or split draw and all, all, all whatever the split uh, you, you know unanimous. The thing is, it would be you know what? Yeah, okay. It, you know, last man standing wins. Otherwise, it's a it's a it's a draw, and uh, you would you would it, it really changes the game when you don't 
count points. For example, in Muay Thai, uh, you know, the first round is to feel each other out. The second round, you know, whatever, you, you go a bit harder. And then third, and then the fourth round is when you really go for the kicks. The kicks are valuable. Uh, but punches are not really valuable. and It's more like a tool. Yeah, you can knock out, but it's, it's, it's not as common as, let's say, a kick or an elbow and stuff like that. So uh, it's a very intricate scoring system, which I don't have anything, I don't have any problem with that. I think it's a great sport. And I always said it's a great sport. It's just that it's not the most permissive, and it's not the the the, the, the big dog of, of striking sports because you you are putting in a you're put in a cage you're you are put in a cage when it comes to your uh, what you should do. So if you your goal was to go uh, blasting with punches and elbows in the fourth round, uh, and the other guy was just kicking your leg as a counter. Well, you're you lose on points, so it's just uh, it's just not as as sexy as Litway. And uh, uh, all this to say that for me, the biggest point is the the fact that there's no scoring system in traditional Litway, which is uh, a bit more, if you you know, a bit more. Uh, you have to you have to understand a bit more. You have to look a bit deeper than just you know see a different strike that is illegal in other sports. Because obviously, for the the less uh, the less educated look, right? It's the headbutt. Uh, but more you, when you start looking into it, you're like, shit, the fact that there's no points changes the game, changes the, re- the strikes too. If you don't have any points, you're going for what's going to cut most. You're not going to kick as much. I don't kick much. I, I, I try to cut with my, my fist on his cheek, on his eyebrows, on his nose, because I know that like my my uh, my knuckles, or my exposed uh, my my uh, my big knuckle with the abrasive of the of the gauze it's it's I want to cut I want to I want to draw blood and uh, what what if I kick his leg well he's probably going to resist it until the end because that's what most people do it's very rare you see a guy you know quitting on on strikes on the leg it's very rare unless he gets injured and then. If you, you know, so, so the goal is to strike with punches and uh, elbows. For me, I love elbows because don't break your hand. But then let's way, the way the Burmese, the Burmese block, they chin down and they let you hit their forehead with your punches. And a lot of foreigners break their hands. Thankfully, it never happened to me. Uh, I had close calls, massive hands, but most of the guys hurt, uh, break their knuckles. And uh, all this to say, yeah, so to go back on the headbutts, it feels it feels like really good when you do a good headbutt when it's hard to soft. So the hard part of your skull is where your 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 kind of your hairline starts uh, cut stops. So that's when the, the hardest part of your skull when it, the, the cranium starts to curve on your forehead, and then you use that on you know the temple, on the jaw, and uh, on the nose, obviously, and the, on the eyebrows. So if you land the hard part on soft tissues like this on softer parts uh, you barely feel anything i actually feel nothing nothing at all it feels actually like it feels good um it's like it's like it's like a a, a knife a hot knife in the butter like butter like you just boom and it, it just feels like hitting the sweet spot on the baseball or uh, on a golf ball you're like whoa that was smooth yeah, and yeah. then uh, if don't hit that. That's a good analogy. I'm going to write that in the book, actually. Uh, golf balls. Let me write that down. Golf ball or baseball. Um, so this is a this is a way. If you don't do that, if you hit hot, uh, hard to hard, let's say my, my heart skull to, uh, you know, the other hard part, like Steven Seagal would do in the movies, boom, you know, for uh, basically you always want to go in an angle when you do a headbutt. Like 
on the side and if you do forward forward and you hit the hard part you you are getting like stunned you're getting uh stars and everything like that so uh i i'm pretty sure even if you hit it on a sweet spot it still probably shakes your brain a little bit but it, for me for example it's it's an occasional treat it's an occasional uh strike that i do i'm very focused on longevity I, i've been throughout my career like I've, i always want to be able to talk well and to i don't i, I haven't been i haven't been touched much much so um i was always very cautious to november 5th the last dance prom sam nong and dave leduc throw down champ versus champ this is bouks talking bouts